You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. I'm here, your host, Luke, and I'm joined by the amazing Vicky. The amazing Vicky. Wow, I like you today. And the joyful Steve. Yay. I am full of joy. What are you talking about? He's got a, he's, he's got a little recorder around his the neck joy now. of the so Holy So every time Spirit. we fight now, he can play back what I said to him, right? Yes. <laughs> That's what happens after 43 it's, years it's of marriage. More, it's more because I'm old, and I go down the road trying to think things. I write them down driving and think I almost got killed driving and writing. And worse than that, me, that's not even the worst part. It's I almost hit someone else. Today? Like, no, not, I didn't really. See, I knew you need my help. I didn't really almost hit someone else. It's just like, oh, my gosh, I could hit someone else by writing notes while I'm driving, so I'd rather just speak them into a recorder. And when we fight, you can also have... Well, well, how are, you see it how you want, and I'll see it how I want. <laughs> what do you always say when we're fighting? I wish I could record you. Oh, I told you. I, no, I, you were, I always... Oh, wow. Well, before we have a... Moving along. Full uh, domestic. Moving <laughs> along. We keep it real, people. Yes. Keep it real. So if anybody's been married 43 years, they know exactly what we're talking about. There you go. Well, we are in the middle of our busy season, our at the Father's house. Is there one? Well, this this is the busiest <laughs> season, I think. I think it wins. Yeah, I think yeah. it does. Why why does it win? What's going on? Well, we've got uh, our Lights of Hope program that we're getting ready for, our Christmas light show. We've got our Jesus Walk. We're putting Jesus up on the cross yeah. pretty soon. We've got a shared company that we're starting. <laughs> we're, we've got just a, yeah. Yeah. yeah good way to put it, yeah. We have Get of Hope starting with 1,556 children. How much? 1,556? I think that's the right number. Wow. Bless them, Lord. So That's not even close, you know. There's houses being built. Yeah. Three three houses, like... like, I was just about the new things. Just just the things that just started in the last few weeks. It's insane right now. You need to come to Father's house on Radio Land. Yeah, and I just really would like to go back and study the Word and let everybody else take care of the tables. (laughs) 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 No, I'm kidding. That's not true. But so we're I thrive on being out there. Yeah, you do. And anybody that's anywhere around Northern California, we just want to personally invite you to Lights of Hope Christmas Walk, which starts on December 1st. Yes. You can Google Lights of Hope Oroville, and you can find out where um, exactly who, what, where, and when, right? Yep. And just drop in on us. We'd love to see you. Say, we know you from the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And if you will be... Uh, sharing in the next few weeks information about how you can be part of Get to Hope oh, Christmas awesome. Assistance Program. So yeah. keep a ear open for that, I guess. Keep it heart open. Heart open, ear open. Heart open. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> before I get too confused, let's uh, turn to our scripture. So we're going to turn to John chapter 14. Yep. Uh, starting in verse 15. This is uh, Jesus speaking, and this is a very... Uh, well-known passage, but maybe, again, we're going to look at it in a slightly different light today. Um, And this is one of Steve's, uh, we'll say, classic messages. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to read, starting in verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you will also live. 
On that day, he will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I, too, will love them and show myself to them. I think we'll stop there. Um, it sure seems like as you read as you read 21, he who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. Mm-hmm. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and, and will disclose myself to him. I think what's been interesting for our, my journey is that um, through this through this time, it's that seems conditional to me. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's a condition. We always say unconditional love, and he does unconditionally love us, right? Yeah. However, that seems like there's there's actions that we need to do we need to obey him and we need to find out what obedience is and um, oftentimes I've heard through you know through the years of being saved is that people are just like you know you don't have to do anything Jesus loves you and he does love you Mm -hmm. however this makes me stop and pause and go wait a minute he's saying (laughs) he said I will be loved by my father and I will love him and will disclose myself to him Because it's about obedience. Love and obedience goes together. Why don't you read verse 23 and 24 for us? 23. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. And he will come to him, and make our we will make our abode with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. I think if you were stuck on a, on a desert island mm-hmm. and you had no ability for internet or scripture and you just that page in john washed up i think you could be okay just living those Mm -hmm. words just living your life on those words just you love me you obey me you know he makes his home in you that's all you really need to know if you want to just make it very simple so it that's always shocking to me because it's a revelation i had kind of later in life is that you know it seems like it's a little conditional that jesus has some conditions on what salvation is and what loving is, what he what he sees love as. And I think as us, we need to figure out what God says is love, mm-hmm. not what you and I say is love, because you could love your ice cream, mm-hmm. but it's just not the same love that God has for us and that we have for the Father. I'm amazed um, by how many things he puts as a condition. Oh of loving him. Mm. In this just this short little few verses from 15 what we read to 24. Mm. Yeah. You know, knowing the Father, <laughs> Jesus being revealed to you, God being revealed to you, knowing the truth, uh uh he making his home in us. It just goes on and on and on. Being chosen by him. Yeah. Filled with the Holy Spirit is in this. All of it is this repeated three times in 15 21 and 23 about loving me is the condition and so loving jesus is how all of these say this specifically says loving me jesus saying it is the condition of all of these things makes oh the mansion the, the place he prepares for you the holy spirit he sends to you all of the things that our christian claims is theirs all the things that you hear if you go to a, a conference or everything as well, everyone's talking about. And it's all conditioned on loving him. And so what is loving him? Well, he says 
It's the obedience and keeping of the things he teaches. These sayings of mine. I mean, I, I, of course, you know, I preach on this all the time about obeying Jesus is the 100% key to Christianity. I'll ask the Father who'll give you a helper mm -hmm. if you love me. You know, it just goes on and on. I won't leave you as orphans if you love me. After You know, the world won't see me, but you'll see me wow. if you love me. Mm -hmm. It's all, this is it. It's the, you want to know who doesn't love me? He's the one who doesn't keep my commandments. Wow. And it says he'll get nothing, man. He will, and the, the one who does obey me or love me, the one who loves me, will be loved by my Father. The love of God is conditioned on this. And yet, it's not the most taught thing in the world, be. the words of Jesus. What he is teaching a godly man is, is not the most taught thing in Christianity. I mean, honestly, I would bet on any given Sunday what Daniel teaches about it or Solomon teaches about it is way more commonly taught than Jesus, who is God in the flesh, saying, wow. this is the way it is, baby. Yeah. Love me and you can have all this stuff. And hey, Obey. by the way, you want to know the one that loves me? He's the one obeying me. Now, what is it that we're obeying? Well, there's a ton of stuff in here that you could make a case, but... I really like to boil it down to one thing, and that is love one another as I have loved you. The only command he really gave, he said all kinds of things are obvious to one who loves God. In these verses, he says it's obvious to one who loves him. Who loves him? The one who obeys him. What are we to obey? Loving one another. How does that look, this loving one another? What's it look like? Well, we at the Father's House preach and teach that love is unselfless, unselfishness, or a better word, selflessness. The act of laying one's, down life, one's life down for his neighbor. The act of laying his life down for his brother. This is loving your neighbor and be, making them more important than you. Looking out for others before you look out for yourself. Giving the chief seat up. All of these things Jesus said, you know, but shining your lamp bright, being the salt of the earth. All of these things could be made as a case for all these things that to be worried about. But I believe with all my heart that if you were to become selfless, all of these things would just be automatic in your life. You wouldn't have to, there wouldn't even have to be a second thought. Your love for Jesus would be demonstrated in your desire to love other people and do what he's asked you to do. Lay down your life for your brother. So mm -hmm. And I think that it's so amazing. I mean, we can go on for quite a while with this, this, the teachings in John about the father and son making his home in us is conditioned on this, that we obey, that we love Jesus. And I hear people say, I believe, I believe, I believe all the time. But even the word believe, I mean, it's in here. The yeah. believe. Loving him is where belief comes from. It's the result of belief I love, is loving him. Mm -hmm. If you don't fall in love with Jesus, I don't know how you make it through this world. And if you don't fall in love with Jesus, I don't know how you say you believe. And believe should be evidenced by an outbreak of love in your heart for Jesus. And he says he'll know you love him by how well you listen to his words and act upon them. Okay. I mean, he says it's obvious. You look at people's lives that are falling down around them. Their, their houses are crashing constantly. They're so selfish and so, so into them what, you know, they're, they're, what they're losing or what they're getting or what's in it for me or, yeah. you know. 
And you can look at it, and you can see that they probably built their foundation on sand. And he says, the one who keeps my, my words is the wise man who built his house on rock. This is the rock. I mean, it's a promise. Build your house on the rock, which means, these, hear these words of mine, and act upon them. Love me, which means, hear these words of mine, and do them. Hmm. Obedience. House on the rock. Disobedience. House on the sand. Obedience. Know God. Disobedience. You really don't know God. You would never do that if you knew who he was. Wow. How can you treat him that way? You must not love him. Wow. Love him. You treat him this way. You know, you'll know him. You'll be filled with the Spirit. It's evident that you're filled with the Spirit. You must love Jesus because that's what he says right here. If you love me, the Father will send you a helper, a, a Holy Spirit, a comforter. And peace will be with you. He says right there, peace is left with you. Jesus' peace is with you. If the focus of your life begins to be about following and obeying Jesus and listening to him, he'll teach you all things and he'll bring to your remembrance all that is said to you. Can you imagine that? The Holy Spirit speaks to you in the morning uh, in, in January. In December, you need it, and it comes to your remembrance, what he said to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Holy Spirit one time said, during that whole time, you never thought of it once. You can't even remember it. So, Holy Spirit speaks to you? No, because you don't need it. But when you need it, he brings it to it's remembrance. Good. It's all right there in these verses. <laughs> you know, I won't leave you as orphans. I, I'm repeating myself now, but it just you could talk all day on these things. What is yours if you obey him? What is yours if you love him? And I just all the time, I know what happened. I used to say on March 10th, 1975, I got saved. But I don't say that anymore. I say I met Jesus. I found out he was real, and I fell in love with Jesus mm -hmm. on March 10th, 1975. Is my salvation a sure thing? As long as I love Jesus, my, he says right here, my salvation is a sure thing. As long as I love Jesus. Obey. How do I know I love Jesus? He says, well, you want to know who loves me? The one who obeys me. It's a phenomenal bit of scripture right here. Yeah. John is the disciple that Jesus loves. He, that's his identity for himself. The disciple that Jesus loves. John the beloved. And I think what he loves to talk about is how much he loves Jesus. And, you know, how, he, you know, how affectionate he was in Jesus' lifetime. And so I love reading what John says. He's just an on-fire lover of Jesus, you know. And there's, he's not trying to work out religion for the religious. He's just telling them all, man. I just, if you won't, if you think you know him, but you haven't stopped sinning, you haven't started following and obeying him, then you don't know him. That's what yeah. he said in his letters, you know. And it's just so clear that all of this stuff, everything we claim, everything we want to believe comes from loving Jesus. Loving Jesus is evidenced by obeying Jesus. Obeying Jesus is known by loving others more than yourself. Mm. Putting others first. Amen. That's good. So good because it's, I think, you know, really the bottom line is a lot of people say they love Jesus and their life does not look like it represents. That's not a mirror of selflessness, right. right? And so I think it's just a self, it's just a real mirror that you, we, you, me, all of mm -hmm. us need to hold up and look at ourselves and really honestly looking at ourselves. And yeah. do we just live our life and just ask Jesus to bless our life? Or do we live the life that the Holy Spirit wants to live through us? That's really good. Yeah. So it is, I, and I think that there's an epidemic in Christianity, especially in the Western societies, is that, you know, we just want a rubber stamp from Jesus to bless our life. That's good. And then when he doesn't bless our life, I actually spoke about this today, 
when something happens traumatically, um, the rain falls in the just and the unjust, mm -hmm. you can go one or two ways. If you build your house on the rock, you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't, you, you, you're, you could be, be on sandy land. Yeah. One of the, you know, there's, there's a word in this that we've been throwing around, the, the obedience word. And, it, yeah. and that word tends to come a little bit hand in hand with one of the other words that maybe we don't like so much today is the discipline word, right? And those, yeah. those two words, obedience, <laughs> discipline, punishment, they're not words we really like in society very much no, today, no. but I don't think we can really remove them from the gospel message, right? No, we can't. No matter what the school districts want to do, we can't remove discipline yeah. from good living. Yeah. Good living comes from discipline. Yeah. Discipline produces good living. It's really good. And then the understanding of discipline, the avoidance of discipline keeps you on the straight and narrow, keeps you walking in the right way. I'm so fortunate. I am so blessed to have grown up, even though that makes me closer to death than life and birth. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm so fortunate to have grown up at a time when schools 50s, did 60s. punishment. Schools mm -hmm. held lines. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed right to disrupt right. someone else's education right. by your behavior, that kind of thing. You are not allowed to put yourself above other people. That was really part of our upbringing. In anything, family gatherings, you just did, you'd go anywhere, little league, Answers, sporting. You just you just were not allowed to put yourself above others. Mm -hmm. uh, you were you, the hammer came down. Sure. You make a spectacle of you. Your hammer came down. Your parents acted out in the stands. The hammer came down on them. Mm -hmm. And it was like you know it was socially controlled. And we and I look at my ability to follow Jesus, my ability to be loved, receive love, and also fear a little bit about you know punishment, is because I was punished mm -hmm. and. I, I then can say, well, I want to be good and not obey. And, and, and God says, I want you to be good. Well, I have the ability to be, whereas I know a ton of young people, it's so hard for them, man. They just, it's like, why do these guys have to stay here? Well, because we keep them in this area. With, when they get out of here, the world expects nothing of them except to put themselves first. Mm. Make sure you're number one, and then they're destroyed. And I think that this is just, this John, John has just got that thing about it that, Every promise that Jesus made. You want a pocket promise book? Yeah, they're all going to be John, you know, really. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, the whole seed, the mustard seed, the sower, the sower sowing mm -hmm. seeds. You want to be the one that produces great mm -hmm. returns. All of those promises are in John. And John's the one bold enough to tell you this is not about religion. It's about falling in love with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, read it first because it's about loving Jesus. Yeah, you do. Yeah. That's really good. So obedience though it's not a popular word it's not something we can take out of our our christianity and we have to have a place where we have to di be disciplined enough to follow him is what we're saying right well isn't there a scripture that says god disciplines those he loves yeah, yeah. and if he didn't Just discipline you that means he doesn't yeah. love you right hebrews 12 yeah. yeah yeah and it's like so but what does that mean you know it's that that has been kind of demonized as well as discipline like steve said in the 60s and 70s even in the 80s, you know, it was it, discipline was not a negative word. Now anything goes, and there's it's real arbitrary. The line has moved. There is no line, and but he, it, it, discipline comes from the Father, and um, and 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 what about working out your salvation with fear and trembling? What does that mean in relationship mm -hmm. to John 14? It's like, what does that mean? I thought God just love. He's just love, but isn't He also the same yesterday, today, and forever? And didn't in the old covenant, didn't he? Didn't he smite a lot of people? And you know, so it's like we often just diminish his discipline, his love, um, 
we just don't want to look at that mm. because it's a fearful thing to be found in the hand of the Lord. And to look back at the old covenant and the new covenant, it's, 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 the, same, it's the same God, people. It's just that we have Jesus instead. Yeah. You know, so it, discipline is, is like a four-letter word now mm. everywhere in society. Yeah. Society has changed, but he hasn't. Society has changed, but Jesus hasn't. God hasn't. That's exactly right. Many societies have come and gone, and he hasn't changed. He has changed not. You know, it's interesting if you watch uh, medieval-type shows about England or Mm -hmm. France or Spain, you know, and they have Christianity, and, man, some of their Christianity is brutal, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, no matter how they presented it, no matter what robes they wore, what hats they wore, what rings you kissed, it didn't change a thing. His truth is still truth. And in the end, you're responsible for following his truth. Yeah. Every one of us. And he is the truth. Yeah. Truth isn't a thing. It's somebody. Yeah. It's Jesus. And the way is the, so the way, the truth, and the life are presented to us in John again. Yep. And uh, what I think people fail to do is continue a journey to the end. Mm-hmm. They they have arrived. They believe and they 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 kind of like slow down and say they kind of do like those two tribes of Israel that before they got to the promised land said, hey, we like this land. Mm -hmm. And they stopped there, you know. And um, the the thing we want to not do is say stop before we're at, you know, reach the goal before we get the prize and say, no, you know, this is pretty good. Good This is good enough. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to do that. I want to continue to keep my eye on the prize, race further up and farther in, day in, day out, line upon line, precept upon precept, till the day I die, pursuing him. I know my obedience, my desire to look away when I need to look away, catch my mouth from saying the things that are terrible, Mm. um, get my anger from rising. Any ability where I've succeeded has come from my desire and only my desire for my actions to speak as loud as my words. I sing loud in worship. I speak worship lots and lots and lots. How you doing? I'm just living and loving Jesus is a common name. I'm just loving Jesus every day is a common answer in a Home Depot or anywhere else. And I, and I got to tell you, my desire and my push to love Jesus is more powerful than even my love for my wife and wanting to not violate her. I want to love Jesus and I want my actions to speak louder than my words. And, you know, you can get out there and you can get busy and you can forget a lot of things, but if the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, you can't forget. You got to, his presence is ever present. His omniscience is, is all power is around you. And something happens and you're tempted. The devil offers you the kingdoms of the world or the wealth and the deceit of the world or, or the other things that men desire in their, you know, their flesh. And it's, it's the only chance I have is that the power of the Holy Spirit is uh, loud enough in my ears for me to be reminded I want to worship Jesus. I, I, there was a time in my growth where in a movie theater, I actually used to go in the middle of the day a lot, you know, break off and go to a movie. And I'd be alone in the theater a lot. I mean, I've many times in my life been the only guy in the theater and suddenly a scene comes on that I just have no business looking at because it's not going to be good for me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, man, voices screaming at me saying, nobody knows you can look. I'm staring at the wall waiting for the light bouncing off the wall to change, right? Mm-hmm. And it changes, and then I peek back, and yep, it's a new scene. Mm-hmm. I can look. And, you know, 
there was a day in my young youth I couldn't have looked away. The pull was just so hard. I would get, yeah, nobody can know. Mm. Well, somebody did know. You know, it was really the revelation. I was probably, I, was, I don't know how old I was, the revelation that I want my actions to speak louder than my words. Changed my world. Made me successful in my battle for my flesh. My mind, my anger, some of those things, you know, temper, temper tantrums you throw and, you know, just... Spaz Rea out. Reactions, you spaz, spaz, spaz out. Spaz out. I'm sure we can say that. You just anymore. act stupid. Yeah, yeah. You just out. act stupid, you know. <laughs> yeah. Those things are, they, they come on you a little more sudden than some other things, you know. And so, you know, you, you get into them. And you, but if you remember that he is with you, that the presence of Jesus, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and all of these promises, he made his home in me, he's with me, not forsaking me, he's here with me. And if I do that, I'm I'm taking him with me. Oh, oh no, oh no! I love him. I don't want to do that to him. I want my actions to speak louder than my words. I want my. He thinks obedience. He says obedience is love to him. Wow! I want I want my love to speak out loud. So good. And so, you know, oh my goodness! I got to call people back and apologize because I barked at them, you know, or I just got so yes, irritated no. with the governmental issues that I. You know, maybe made it personal, and you know, you got to not maybe I did, and then I I got to call him back. Listen, I'm just dead sorry. You didn't deserve that, and uh, I didn't control myself well enough. But now I'm under control. I'm reminded to call you back and tell you that, um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. And uh, that's something I've had to do for you know a hundred years. Uh, every time it happened, and of course it happens way, 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 way less when I think about the fact that he's with me. He's in me. He sees me. He hears me. Makes his home in me. Where I go, he goes. What I touch, he touches. What I see, he sees. And uh, it's just, you know, he sees it anyway, but my gaze is supposed to be his gaze, my, my look. And so when I read these verses and I see this, I mean, when I read it and I see all of the things Everybody wants to split these verses we read today up into a million different bumper stickers. Yeah. But they are all the reward of loving him. That's really good. You love me, you'll obey me, and my father will will hear from, you know, hear from me and he will love you. My if you love me, my father will love you is in there. You know that? Yep. It says that. We yep. read right through it. But if you love me is it says if. Yep. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him, and yeah. we will come to him and come make on. our abode yeah. with him. It's an if. Yeah. It's what Vicky said is conditional, and yet everywhere you go, they're telling you it's not. Well, let me just tell you it is. I'm telling you it is. The condition of your of him of the father loving you, in and I'm not saying he 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 loves all. That's why he sent Jesus. Mm -hmm. The love of God is why he sent Jesus. Right. So he loves everybody. But everybody doesn't receive his love. What he's saying is the love of the Father is received through obedience to the Son. That's really and good. so the Father does love everybody, but you're not getting any of it because mm -hmm. you're not listening to it. You're not oh. listening to him and obeying him. You know, did you listen to me? Yes, I heard every word you said. Did you do what I said? No, then you didn't listen to me. Mm -hmm. Right. It's that clear. That's good. Then you weren't listening. You didn't hear me say that this is life and death. That's really good. Something you said that just stood out to me uh, was how you essentially said the, your mindfulness of God's presence in your life is what motivates you to obey. Yeah. A couple of instances in my life where I was sitting at a steering wheel, and all of a sudden it just dawned on me, you see me yeah. sitting in this car seat. You hear me. 
Oh, this is kind of freaky. Mm. It changed my world, man. And then the next thing, it was probably the same season. Probably, man, it could have been the same week. I don't know. It was back in Brule Court. And uh, next thing I know, someone left porn in my truck because they're always trying to trip me up on the construction jobs, right? The Christian yeah, boy. Nice and I said, no, I want my actions to speak louder than my words. And when I first said that, my first time I said that, I suddenly became victorious. Mm. I have walked relatively victorious for all my life since then. Yeah. You know, uh, I cannot take that claim before that. Yeah. And I, I don't, I'm not saying perfectly successful. I'm just saying, man, I have won this battle. And today I can tell you that, man, v Vicky looks over real quick and she sees me. I'm turning away. I'm covering my eyes. I'm, I, I don't need to be managed. I, I am absolutely convinced he sees me. He hears me. And that he sees, he hears my words say, I love you. But they, that is a hollow sound if my actions do not follow up really and, and continue to love him in the way that he wants to. to Because he says, be holy as your father is holy. Mm -hmm. Well, dang, that's a big, that's a tall, that's a tall, yeah. ch tall yeah. chunk to bite off. Tall order. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was thinking uh, one of the, the uh, what's the word for it? One of the, I'll say teachings that you've shared with us before in, in terms of increasing mindfulness is your, practicing the presence of Jesus, right? Can you share a little bit about that for a few minutes? Increasing mindfulness? Yeah, like practicing the presence of Jesus, like being aware of him being there with you. Yeah, I was a young man and heard this sermon about practicing the presence of Jesus. Well, I was, I love Jesus. Yeah. I, I just didn't know how to overcome and everyone around, I, I, and around me, there were, you know, people loving Jesus, but I wanted more, you know, I just wanted more than what I saw around me. And uh, so I went out and I was working, I, I, I don't know why I did it, but I, I wanted to get off of the construction job for a minute. And I, I took a job at a nursery, this massive commercial nursery. And I go out there to load trucks. And, man, they work, they work up to 22 hours a day. I mean, you don't even go home. You just get in your car, put your seat back, and sleep for two hours and go back to work for another. You know, like it's, sometimes you'll get done Thursday night and have Friday off. Wow. But my 30 days? It was 30 straight days. Dude, how long did you, how long did you stay at that job? 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed I at that you, job for seven, one month. Were you 17? No, you were 20, 19? Yeah, I was like yeah, 19 or that's funny. something. I was less than old. You know, I wasn't less, very old. Yeah. I was still a teenager, a child. <laughs> and I was, you know, I could go pretty hard. But 30 days, I said, this is too much, man. Oh, yeah. And at 30 days, I was the longest employee, right? So <laughs> the only yeah. he, nobody can work that schedule. Right. That's funny. Loading those trucks, I mean, good, good gracious. And uh, I had heard that sermon Sunday. Went to work Monday, and so for 30 days, I practiced the presence of Jesus. And I, good. Um, I started having him. He, I, in my mind, he's riding to tr in the truck with me. And then getting out, I hold the door for him, and I talk to him. And then when we're, we're loading these trucks, I'm, he's sitting over there on these, on these boxes, and I'm loading these boxes. Well, now i got to load those boxes. So I actually tell him, could you, hey, can you, I got this box over here, and I put a box for him to sit on, yeah. you know, and, and I open his car door for him because mm -hmm. he's the king. I'm, right. I serve him like the king. I bow to That's him. Yeah. You know, I offer him my lunch. He didn't take it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he, he didn't take my lunch. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so for 30 days and the, in the, the Okai nursery was just a sea of Asian women that did all the work out there on the plants. Mm -hmm. 
and they all wore those big, you know, big hats. And they none of them spoke English, or if they, I mean, they didn't speak it around me, I guess. Right. But I'm up there telling Jesus, you know, come with, we're going to the next truck, Jesus. And they're all looking at me. They have no idea who I'm talking to. Because <laughs> they don't see Jesus. They, they can't see him. But I, but I, for me, he's there. And so it's pretty funny. They were they were doing all the signs of, you know, the, you make the circle with your ear yeah. like crazy. he's loco, crazy. loco, yeah. crazy man. You know, and they would move away like it was catching. <laughs> like my cra- my form of crazy was, uh, was what's that word? Uh, contagious. Contagious, contagious yeah. yeah. And um, so it was. But I, for 30 days, I did that, and I can't say I continued it forever, mm-hmm. but it changed my world. Yeah. And it just, it has over the life, my lifespan, you know, 40 plus years since, 45 years since that day, since that month, I'd have to say that I'm, you know, today I'm so much further along than I was in those trucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have continued to amp it up. I've continued to take the next step. And I think that the day that the, the porn was put in my truck and I had a choice to make yeah. to hide it, nobody will know, drive away, tell them later, you know, lie about it, mm-hmm. say I threw it away when wow. I didn't. I had a decision to make, you know, I want my actions to speak louder than my words. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, I, you see me, don't you? Yeah. You hear me, don't you? Well, I am a, like a, a PhD on the subject compared to the kid mm-hmm. loading boxes in a truck. That was kindergarten stuff yeah. compared to what it is today where – you know, in every sense of the word, you know, uh, there's just there's just so many opportunities in this life to cheat people, mm-hmm. to take advantage of people, to make it all about you, to get them serving you so you don't have to serve them, to to um, you know to get them under your thumb so you yeah. you know you can control people. There's just so many opportunities, and this this I want you to love me. I want to. I want to first fulfill the office you've called me to. I want to do it the way you would have done it, you know. And he came against religion, and I'll come against religion. I'll come against the abuse of power. Mm -hmm. I'll come against many things. But I want to do it the right way, but I also want to do it the holy way. And I want to be aware in every decision that this is the decision he wants me to do. I want to be loving him so that, then if I love him, if I obey him, I'm loving him. And if I love him, my father will make his home in me. And um, my father, it says right there, my father will love me. And it just goes on and on. I've already said a whole list and two lists, five lists. <laughs> and I think really it's important that you you do, if you're listening, you find out what the obedience what the obedience is, is what yeah. Jesus expects, what he teaches, what yeah. he what he says a father really wants. That's I think really it's good. sometimes ignorance is bliss, you think. Yeah. And you just you got saved and that's all that's required of you. You go yeah. to church on Sunday and you volunteer for ushering right. and that's all that's required of you. But I think it would be really good to study to show yourself approved, to, sh- to know what, you know, don't take my, our word for it. We're, you good. don't know us, but, you know, you don't know our lives. But I would just study the New Testament, especially the words of Jesus, and find out what obedience That's means. Really and this isn't just a set of rules. This is a, you know, the reason I wanted to lean into that being aware of his presence thing is because it, it's, it's a relationship with him that yes. our, the evidence of our love for him is that we obey him, we value him, right? If I had a friend, you know, I'll take you two if you're married. If maybe you'll maybe you'll say Steve does this, but if he, ne- he if he never did oh. anything you asked him to do, oh, he doesn't do that. He does everything I ask him to do. Yeah. <laughs> that there'd be an issue, right? So yeah. it's like if we really love somebody, we we you do. You, it's a verb. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's the heart of this is to experience the love of God. We have to do do. We have to obey. We have to follow, right? And it's really good. So just uh, 
whether you're new to this following Jesus or you've been doing it for a long time, I think there's always a deeper obedience that we can step into, right? It's further up and further in and all of those things. So if you listen today, I just challenge you to become aware of his presence and let him show you any places where he's looking for a greater surrender, greater obedience in your life. But thanks for joining us. We'll be back next time. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate and review and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.